Joining us here for What A Week, David Shapiro, Sassman Securities, Mia Kruger, Kruger International, and Mia, I have to say, because David and I have missed you terribly, and it is great to have you back on the show. So we actually decided to do, you know, drop all other guests today, focus only on you and David, and get the lowdown. So firstly, give us a sense of how you see the world from your vista, given the, the la- we haven't engaged for the last two months. Yeah, and no, I mean, we've, we've seen some interesting times. We've seen, you know, a massive uh, job numbers coming from the U.S. on the employment side, on the job openings. Yesterday, I did a quite a, a big read into that. Uh, we've seen nice sort of uh, changes in, 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 in renewable energy in South Africa yesterday, which I'm very happy for. That could really help ESCOM um, to, to combat that, uh, the load shedding levels and could help everyone else to, to increase productivity here. We've seen the, uh, the GDP numbers come out of South Africa. It's been surprised to the upside. The reality still is we're still down 3.2% year over year, unfortunately. And I mean, it could unfortunately mask a lot of the real issues um, because of the low base. But markets have carried on. Markets have sort of moved sideways for a bit, slightly softer. But the inflation problem seems to be under control in the U.S. at this stage. And markets aren't so spooked about that anymore. Cryptos have come back. So that's, that's pretty much the nutshell that, that I've taken away over the last three or four weeks. And let's talk, David, about the markets going sideways. You're getting a bit mm. worried that, mm. uh, you know, we, we potentially are in for some downside, that we should look at this as a signal that is it sustainable? I'm looking at the local market more from the local market and you know Mia mentioned uh, the uh, GDP numbers and also the Ramaphosa opening up uh, for renewables and in other words allowing companies now to generate up to um, what's it 100 megawatts of power which is a big number which is self-sufficient then we had mining we had uh, manufacturing we had uh, the current account which I think is at a record high means we're not we're not spending on anything we, there's no imports mm-hmm. coming through which is actually quite a negative sign so our trade numbers are very strong now but nevertheless it's a positive reading those are all positive numbers and i always match the news against what the market's doing the market just kind of brushed to the side and for the last couple of days it's just been tracking sideways and not really responding to news and i always start to watch for me that's a little bit of a red flag to say hold on if we're not responding to it, what is going to get us better? You know, what, what kind of news will make us better? So we might be going into uh, having had a very good run for the first five months or nearly six months of the year. We might find it a lot more difficult to actually stretch those gains. On the other side, Mia mentioned the inflation numbers. And, you know, I'd, I like to listen to commentary when those numbers came out. There wasn't one single person. And I mean, these are qualified people in the United States. These are all, they all have fancy titles and no doubt mm-hmm. uh, earn six, uh, six figure salaries or seven figure salaries, sorry. And, and all of them express concern, you know, about this is not transitory. Within those numbers is something a little more permanent. And the market just pushed it aside. The, 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 the uh, 10-year bond has now gone down to 1.43%, uh, which is, you know, heading downwards. In other words, you're going into a bit of a bull market in bonds. So I'm, I, 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 I'm struggling to put this all together in, in terms of saying, 
you know it's it's from the offshore point of view markets are going up but um you know i think we have to remain very very cautious and watch the news as it does unfold and so, the, news, the third wave uh, you know apparently oh yeah are oh yeah right now in in the third wave mm. um and uh, this you know i suppose we could be poised for another hard lockdown if things get out of hand i mean it's not out of the realm of possibilities so i i think it is a concern because mm. with the cold weather as well it keeps people away from going out and meeting people and shopping you know because when they did go out they would sit outside and enjoy the sun and uh, as it gets colder you don't want to to go and sit out and crowded and the numbers are going up particularly here in Gauteng uh worrying and and the vaccine rollout is just coming to a halt it's 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 not going at the pace we would have imagined so did you, can i ask did you get your your second injection? no no they kicked me out <laughs> i went in with my card and i said i'm due for it and they said no they're not giving it so i said will anybody i just want to know that i'm on the list and that i'm going to get it and someone's going to send me an sms what, what happens do you have any idea what happens if you don't get it within the right time frame well i i don't know i think you still do have some kind of immunity but i think that you'll only get full immunity if you have the second one in other words you can still catch it but may not end up on a ventilator in hospital Mia, let's get back to the markets. More positivity in, yes. in that aspect. And let's talk about some of the results. What stood out for you this week? We were mentioning uh, for Shini, we've got obviously news flow around process NASPAS. Um, and uh, David, you mentioned another one earlier when we were offline. Uh, Multi-choice. Multi-choice. So Mia, anything? Uh, those were yesterday, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of others if you're running out of time. You know? I mean, if, you, if you're running out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think from from the retailer side, it became very evident that uh, that the um, that the packages that government came to and help people with in South Africa were actually more stimulating than we anticipated it to be. So we had that initial sort of spend in South Africa where people spent more than we expected them to spend. It was a, a good recovery coming out of COVID for the retailers, but it doesn't seem to have legs because there's no, um, no sustainability in it for me. People don't have jobs in South Africa. We know what the, what the jobless rate looks mm -hmm. like here. We know what the prospects look like with the third wave on the cards and um, and people are wary to go out as david mentioned and when people go out we see the numbers tick up so it's a difficult area um and that would lead to more job losses unfortunately we still uh, um, uh, i think it's 1.4 million jobs um off the mark where we started COVID with. So we are way back from where we are. So I just can't see this uh, this rally in, in retail continuing. You know, there's been a lot of pushback on the on the process and NASPAS deal. Uh, that, that we, I'm sure there's been more than enough coverage in the media on that. Every single day I see something out on that. And, um, and it's, you know, it's a debate. So at this stage, they're not changing the deal and the deal is very evident that it would have always been something that would be very good for the main shareholders in Naspash and in process. Um, so I just can't see that changing much uh, for, from, from the pushback that we're seeing in the media at the current stage. David, multi-choice? Interesting company. I, I, you know, I like what they're trying to do. I've, I've been trying to get my head around what should they do? You know, in other words, you're a uh, you, you, they, they're trying to attract 
more and more people to watch their shows. That's what it is. Um, when you come down to it, they're competing against all the streamers. You know, you've YouTube, Netflix, Netflix, Disney, you you name it. That's their major competition. But they do they they really trying to do something. They, so they've got to bring down their costs because if they do have to buy content, it's going to be in dollars at the moment. It favors them. On the other hand, they've got to create local content. That's where they make the money. But if they're in the Ivory Coast, they've got to create local content for the Ivory Coast. You know, yes, they might mm -hmm. buy some from Canal Plus, etc. So it's a difficult juggling act. I've watched it, uh, the share price because there was a little bit of a flurry a few months ago. They went up to that 133 level and then they've just tracked sideways from then. Nothing's really happened. So I, I, I think management have got a difficult task ahead of them. They've got to get more subscribers. They've got to attract more people to watch at a time where there's no money. You know, people haven't got money um, and they've got to become more creative. So I'm, I'm, you know, am I rushing into it or buying it? No, but I like to watch the business. You know, I, I give management a chance to do something. So, but, but uh, you know, good for them. They are trying and, uh, and, and, you know, credit to them for, for that. I'm going to keep today's show relatively short and, and Mia, there's so much news flow out there yes. that we always say, uh, I mean, that, that adage that, you know, ignore the noise. So, from an economic perspective, you've got local, you've got international. I suppose the big question everybody is asking right now is safety. You know, you wanting to have that long-term investment view and it is about betting down your investment thesis, which you have done, David has done. And, and I suppose just getting an overview of where you see that safety in terms of your general portfolio construct and then also if there's anything in that news flow, anything at all that changes anything that you are following in the long-term flow. Yes, so I think, you know, news flow to change anything in our long-term view it has to be uh, quite substantial and has to really fit in with the themes that we do follow in our portfolio construction. And when it comes to the, the holistic portfolio construction, the big big key remains to focus on the long-term and your long-term goals. There's no need to get distracted by the short-term uh, volatility. I mean, even after the big correction we saw in the market last March, the market has come back with leaps and bounds and it's actually far ahead from where, where it was uh, before, before the, the downturn. So the long-term picture remains that if you just look um, out for three, five, 10 years, and most people's investment horizons stretch far beyond 10 years, you need to remain invested. And don't jump in and out of the market. As David always says, he's not bothered about a, a pullback or about short-term volatility or the market being soft for the short-term. That's all the implementation side, and you can just leave that to whoever manages your affairs for you focus on the long-term. And for us, the long-term trends that remain in place is definitely a focus on renewable energy, structuring your portfolio in a way where you can re reduce the volatility and where you can actually keep on investing in good long-term assets. So we've been more conservatively positioned than most of the competitors in the market. And that's the way we remain. We feel comfortable with that. We've not had um, much less exposure to equity and it's actually worked pretty well for us. So we'll keep on following that, uh, that, that process and we'd, we'd love to increase our exposure to, to renewables. David Mir is speaking your language as always. Oh, oh, 
Mm. So, I, I mean, we've spoken about this renewable theme, but perhaps just reiterate mm. your key tenets. It's, it's, it's a big, big theme globally. And, and although we're going to be stuck with coal for a long time, there's been all this debate around Tungela, and correctly so. You know, there's, uh, we are going to use coal. You're not, you, you're not going to be able to dispense with coal in the next two, three, four, five, even 10 years. But I think miners are going to have to mine responsibly, and there's going to be a push uh, on, you know, to companies, and there's, sorry, there's going to be a, a, a liability on companies to actually do the right thing. But I think, I think there are so many other themes as well. I mean, that's going to be uh, probably the biggest infrastructure scheme, but uh, theme. But the other theme is that we're going into what is now being termed as a subscription economy, where we subscribe for things, whether it's Netflix, you know, whether it's Microsoft, you know, we pay on a mm -hmm. monthly basis for the services we use, whether it's cloud, and all those kind of things are starting to dominate our lives. And I still am very much tech driven. So the two themes that, you know, it's, it's, it's that technology side that I remain focused on and also on the uh, infrastructure side, you know, with renewable energy, with the need to do the right thing. But there are three things in the, that, that they're gonna discuss at the um, G7. It's all the Cs, China, clean air. Wow. What's the other one I haven't? There's another C. Oh, COVID, COVID, COVID. How can I forget that? COVID, China, clean air. Your age is starting to show if you can't remember COVID, I have to say. Because he's had the vaccine. So China, clean air, and COVID. COVID, yeah. Those are the three things at the G7. But I think that that uh, clean air is, is going to be in our conversation for a long, long, long time to come. Okay, well, I'm going to draw inspiration from Mia's beautiful background today. Um, and that's, that's a great feeling, Mia, as we go into the weekend. I suppose you have to tell us where that is, because I'm sure a lot of people are wondering uh, where that beautiful picture is from. Yes, it's on the West Coast, uh, just south of Langebaan, and a beautiful little place called Forsberg. And it's, um, it's got a great history. It's on the lagoon, and it's just absolutely picturesque. And I was fortunate enough to be there. It's on the Wild Coast um, Nature Reserve. And I was fortunate enough to be there in the flower season. So this was when it was taken. <laughs> yes, guys. Yeah. David Shapiro, Mia Kruger, thank you as always.